1: gentlemen welcome to the debut episode that's right episode number one right here right now you are listening to it we are here fantasy beasts and where to find them the fantasy football podcast if my voice sounds familiar thank you for following us you might recognize myself I am Kyle Ranny, coming at you former two-point conversation football pod or football analyst uh decided to go a bit of a different direction F- joined by my cousin my co-host my best friend uh mr gary halt yeah it's another uh another
0: great thing we got going on here um following you over from the two-point um starting our own project uh we were, we we're big fantasy football heads and we decided we wanted to do something on our own and here we are doing it and we're gonna crush it for you guys
1: absolutely so a little background info for you guys here uh, about a year and two months ago or so, uh, I joined up. Uh, had the awesome invite from Mr. Matt Johnson over at the Two Point Conversation. He had offered me to come on board. I jumped on it with a crew of four people when he first expanded um, around the NFL draft time, which is coming up. Um, midway through quarantine, I guess, really, really hitting hard. I started to really solely focus on the fantasy draft for the, or on the NFL draft, the real life rookie draft for them. And brought a couple of my friends along with me to help out in the two-point. Um, fast forward to this year. Matt um, Matt and his awesome crew have decided to go a whole other direction. They don't really want to carry fantasy football anymore. So myself and Gary still want to continue on that line, I guess. And yes. want to bring you the best info and content that we can from our end. Yes, Gary and I uh, started to kind of make bread and butter last year. On Sundays with two point, we would uh we would jump over, we'd go on Facebook Live, we'd give our our weekly stardom set mm-hmm. We would have the Tuesday episodes where we'd discuss you know, your matchups for the week, who to start, who to sit, who's a strong play, who's a bad play. Yeah. And sometimes those sneaky, sneaky plays too. That Flex plays. Yes. Gary and I like to make a living on that. We like to diagnose, break down find defensive coverages. Mm-hmm. Find I feel like it's cliche to say, but find your next Elvin Kamara. Um, a guy who was a fourth round pick, fifth round pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Maybe you look at it and go, why why should I why should I have him on fantasy radar? Yep. And it's that kind of stuff that Gary and I pride ourselves in. I was early on the Kamara train. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you were a huge T. Higgins fan this past yes, year. Yes, I was. And Higgins was a guy who in most scenarios might have been a sixteenth, seventeenth round pick. Who paid out for a lot of people. Um I was also pretty big on Hertz coming out of the draft too. I had him Hertz was a guy who helped a lot of people down the stretch from yep. fantasy. Um yep. obviously Carson Wentz didn't really get the job done, so I feel like people might have been able to jump out and pick up Hertz, especially with injuries and whatnot this year. And it really it, it made some big differences. So that's what we, we vow to want to bring you guys. This yeah, so this we want to give you our educated
0: guesses and uh, give you knowledge into why we think what we're saying. And um, if you have questions, to answer them with the best of our ability uh, because we like football. We're football guys. Um, you played it. Yes, I did play football. And football is a passion. So we want to just provide everybody with the best possible guesses and, um, you know. Knowledge
1: that we can because it's just what we do. So I will <laughs> say this: at first, um, you, you said educated educated guesses, and it kind of struck a nerve with me because I hate the word guesses. But I guess in a point, you are right we we aren't machines. Yeah, and fantasy football is it's I a
0: <laughs> it's a game of chess every week. You could say, okay, I've got uh, the number T one, Y Hilton. Yes, T <laughs> Y Hilton. People got burned by him. I've got Michael Thomas. Um, Kenny Galladay. You're playing chess, and you have to put out the best roster you think available each week, and a guy could burn you, and you
1: could lose by half a point, whatever your league scoring so, is. So can I guess Can I guess? I double down on your chess comment? I don't necessarily want to say everybody plays fantasy football as chess. I feel like a lot of people play fantasy football as checkers. Yes. Um, but you should play it as chess. Correct. That's the thing. So... We want to be the, the group that gets you looking at checkers as chess. We want you to break down, I mean, for instance, we, we want to be the, the guys here in Week 10 next year of the NFL season, so mid-November, telling you when your trade deadline's approaching, hey, what would have been this year's, go get David Montgomery. Why, you might ask? Strength of schedule dictates David Montgomery was going to have one of the stronger years, or stronger last couple games, Big reason, your brother of all people, uh, my cousin, his brother Jason, who will pop in and out of the show on occasion, won our league this year. David Montgomery pretty much carried him through the last six, yep. and I tried anything and everything I could to trade for him. It's the stuff like that. We are, we're going to break down schedules, we're going to break down one-on-one matchups. Yep, we'll, we'll go in-depth looking at
0: who who's covering who, uh, who's getting scored on, on what defenses, and... Uh, the points the defenses are giving up, all that stuff. We're going to try to break down everything we can as possible to statistically give you the best option of a fantasy matchup each week.
1: And, and yeah, like, uh, t- circling fully back, though, coming coming full circle on the fantasy guess, um, we're not 100%. We weren't last year. But, I, I mean, I'm pretty positive that you and I were pretty close to an 85% accurate answer-giving yes. group when we were requested, hey, Stardom, him. who would you rather put over? Um and I mean that's that's a pretty it's a pretty big statistic when we look back at it. We had a couple rough rough yeah, weeks but there, there was some rough weeks and there was some
0: freak like things, injuries injuries that happened and some some times where those games like I think there was that one week where uh we expected Green Bay to just route Tampa Bay and we both picked Green
1: Bay and Green Bay got beat pretty bad. Or Green Bay players versus the Jaguars at midpoint of the season, which yes. and that's the one thing, guys. We, we'll openly admit it. We're not perfect, and we'll admit to you, Well, the season's going on, yeah, hey, man, we were wrong on that one. Um, I mean, I had a couple of them last year on the show. Andy Dalton was going to be great once Dak got hurt. Was I was not a the Carson truth. Wentz believer. I I still am a Carson Wentz believer. I will go on record episode number one. I will come out hot take here. Um, I'm got, I'm higher on Carson Wentz in most situations than I will be probably in a lot of quarterbacks, especially if he's out of Philly next year. mm mm-hmm. Um, but that's the stuff, man. We fantasy football has quickly evolved to being a game where you think about it come October, or come August twentieth when you're about to sign up for your league, and you forget about it January first when you when you're out of your playoffs. It's it's quickly and fastly evolved into a 365 day a year occurrence. Mm-hmm. There's always something going along that can be tied back to fantasy. Um, the draft, first and foremost, is one of those things. Gary and I made bread and butter last year. We broke down a lot of players. The first month or so of this show is really going to be us exposing the fantasy-relevant players, your quarterbacks, your running backs, your receivers, your Mm -hmm. tight ends, and even to an extent some of those impact defensive players who can help with your IDP leagues and or Mm -hmm. your... um, your standard format defensive leagues. If someone's going to be like, okay, hey, they added so and so. Is he good? Last year, a guy would have been Jeremy Chin, yep. Carolina, second round pick. We were high on him out of a no name school, not on many radars. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go back on the two point, and, and you and I both, I want to say, were very high on him. But that's that's it. You can kind of pull stuff from all this news. I I texted you end of last week. We discussed Baltimore. Um, yeah. For any of you that don't know me, welcome to knowing me. I am not a Lamar Jackson believer. I'm a Lamar Jackson truther. The truth of that is, he's a hell of an athlete. Yep. He's not a very talented quarterback, and regression is the name of that game. Um, Going and into last year... We do have the stats. Yes. To pull, pull up if we <laughs> want to have the conversation. I had but. an hour and 15 minute episode on the two point. I would advise you if you want to hear my issues going into last year... Go back and listen, please. Give the two-point a follow as well while you're at it. Um, but a big issue we had with that was they had a lot of negative regression on him with the receivers that were there and the losses on the offensive line, where as much as you don't think about that on the day-to-day because, mm-hmm. oh, they're just the fat guys who are pushing bodies, it really does make a difference. And for the most part, um,
0: Harbaugh... I believe he's yeah. gone on record saying they're not gonna change their offense. They're going to be a run heavy offense. And that's kind of stating like, Hey, look, we know he's not the passer we want him to be, but we're gonna run with it because we know what his strengths are. And that's I mean, that's what you wanna do with your quarterbacks because I mean there's other quarterbacks that are not athletic quarterbacks who keep him in the pocket, use his arms, surround him with talent. And that's what you've got to do. Fantasy-wise, he's still going to do fine
1: because he's going to have the rushing yards, the rushing touchdowns. He's just not going to so, need the passing. So guy. that's where I still want to get back to, though. When I talked to you last week, um, Orlando Brown Jr., yes. right tackle from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things slid under the radar for a lot of people. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. goes into a contract year next year. I thought it was this upcoming offseason. It is not. Um But he's pretty much stating he views himself and believes he should be respected in the league as a left tackle. Off the field, yes, it's a monetary issue. Mm -hmm. On the field, that's something for a fantasy player to monitor. If Orlando Brown leaves Baltimore, you've now lost Marshall Yonda, Mm -hmm. a perennial pro bowler.
0: Yep, to retirement, right?
1: Yep, and you can potentially lose Orlando Brown, who's been a two- or three-time pro bowler, Mm That's two Pro Bowlers off that offensive line in two years. Yep, that's not the kind of stuff you want for a guy who very much so needs a line to keep him. And I don't want to say needs a line because we know he's athletic, but that line gets him the extra three, four seconds yeah. that allows him to scoot right, scoot left, get upfield, get downfield. I mean, look at
0: look at how the they did still lead the league in rushing. But I just without how effective Ingram was without that three-headed monster that they had last year, it was a little bit tough to see Lamar going, get, get Lamar going in some of those big games.
1: Correct. And and it was, and I hate to say it, it was the same kind of touchdown regression as it was last year. A lot of throws against bottom 10 defenses. Yeah. And that's another thing I broke down and I, I broke coverage on. But that's, that's the kind of info, the kind of news, the kind of... Breakdown, we really want to get you. A non-biased one. Yes, we'll be outright and blunt with you guys. We are Bills fans. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we don't see things from both sides of... We, we don't see it out of a multicolored glass, I guess, is, is what I'm, I'm trying to say. We can see Miami's a good team.
0: Yeah, we're we're definitely afraid of Miami. They're a team on the up-and-coming rise, and they, uh, they're a couple key players away from competing for the division.
1: I'm honestly going to go on record right now early February as we're recording this, mm-hmm. depending on what the Jets do, yep, the Jets could be an interesting team next year mm-hmm. in the division. If they get Deshaun Watson, they're right in back in If it. They, they get Deshaun, or if they go get... finally decide to build around Sam. Yep. That was the thing. I never once last year said, hey, Sam Darnold's bad. No, Sam Darnold's actually a pretty good quarterback. They have refused to build around him as, as a team, and that's one of those things. You give me Sam Darnold with a weapon that's not just Jamison Crowder, and I say just because I believe Jameson Crowder's a weapon. Right. Um, But if you go give them a Devonta Smith or someone like that, and maybe a running back that they aren't going to exile, the Jets become viable, per se. They have a a top five pick, I believe. They have the second overall pick. Yeah, so... They draft two, and then they have at least one more first-round pick. If they are
0: committed to Sam Darnold, they could easily get... They could build that line. They could grab a premier receiver. They could do anything. And if they decide to commit to um, a rookie quarterback, a, a rookie quarterback, it could be almost the same exact result because you're not building around that uh, that quarterback.
1: I mean, the thing is, if if you're going to, I guess, move on from Darnold, and this is the thing, Jets fans, the, I said this to Miami fans fans last year, don't panic. You guys have two first round picks this year. Mm-hmm. You have technically two seconds because at this point, if you're not going to, if you do pull the trigger on, let's say, a Zach, I think it's Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson from BYU or Justin Fields. Justin Fields at two, if you pull that trigger, you're almost certifying that you're going to move Sam Darnold for, for probably a second, a second round or third. pick. So if you're going to get another second round pick, and as we've seen in drafts in the past, you can make that become a number one receiver in the yes. league. Michael Thomas was the fifth or sixth receiver taken on that draft class, and he's by far the best. And at least the last two to three seasons, there's been deep wide receiver class. And this is another example mm-hmm. of it. Um, Amari Rogers from Clemson. Yes, he was a guy who I wasn't super big on. I thought that a lot of his targets came from the fact that Justin Ross was off the field this year, and then he walks in the Senior Bowl week. I don't know if you saw any Senior Bowl coverage I this week. Too much. Um, Every practice, he was better and better and better. And then come Senior Bowl game, he went up and made the catch of the day at the Senior Bowl in double coverage with a safety over the top. Went up and pulled it, go and get him as a slot receiver. That's it's guys like that that we want to open your eyes to. We want you knowing by August. And if you're going to give us the love, we are more than happy to give you guys our success. Mm -hmm. Gary and I, year in and year out, I mean, I'm someone who puts close to five, six, seven hundred dollars in fantasy every year. And I don't. Walk away minus. Yeah, I at least am going to break even every year, if not more. Um, we've got a good staff of help. We've got friends in the industry who yes. will come on. I've already spoken. I already know for a fact. And um, Joe Pizzapia from Sports Grid. He is the writer of the mm-hmm. Fantasy Black Book. Great project. Great book. If you are in need of something that's not a magazine printed in early July and you're told to deal with it. Um, it's stuff like that, man. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's looking to increase your fantasy presence, we want to be the guys to help. Yeah. It's, it's fun though. Every, every, every fantasy year is going to be a whole new thing, a whole different aspect. Yeah, because
0: there's always off the field issues. There's always contract issues. There's always people getting hurt and sometimes just players fizzle out. I mean,
1: look at Zeke Elliott. He's a a top three pick and then kinda of has a bum year. I mean Ryan over on two points still. Ryan, myself, Gary and Brian are all in a dynasty league. Yes. Um and Ryan and I are in a group chat with Brian for our other fit or for other podcast crafting and drafting. Um Ryan reached out and Ryan goes, Hey, who holds more value right now? Zeke Elliott or Aaron Jones, as he owns both of them in a dynasty. Mm-hmm. And I go well, I guess the question is, where's Aaron Jones playing? Aaron Jones goes into a contract year. How do you approach that? Right. And that's why I told him I go, if he goes to a team that's fit, you kind of want to find one of these guys who's out here playing chat or checkers while you're playing chess. Swing off name value. Mm-hmm. Turn Zeke into what you can. We're we'll be able to bring you dynasty coverage. Mm-hmm. I can do some IDP. I've done IDP in the past, and I will be going back to an IDP league this year once COVID settles down. Mm
0: -hmm. And we'll even have daily fantasy
1: aspects as well. On our Thursday shows, um, obviously today, as of the recording, or on our Friday shows. Today, as of the recording, this is going to be a Friday episode. We will be coming at you twice a week. We will Mm -hmm. be getting you Friday and Wednesday coverage. Uh, The reason we do that, that was the one thing I will say from two point, that was a little tough. We would record on a Monday night while the game was going on. Yeah. I understood how it felt in the format, how it felt. That's one thing. It just made it very tough to get a better educated guess. So yes. we wanted to be able to come out with stronger information towards you guys mm-hmm. to be able to fully break down what happened Monday night while we were mm-hmm. normally on the air. How does what happened Monday affect it? Because, I mean, there could have been games where we were talking about Monday night, or players from Monday night on Sunday that got hurt on Monday. Yeah, right. So we want to take... Our Wednesday episodes really, you know, break down what happened Monday night, what happened Sunday, what happened this past Thursday, and then what's going to happen this upcoming Thursday. And then when we speak on Friday with you guys, we want to be able to get you guys some info. Hey, this is what we're looking into. These are better breakdowns for the week. This is all all of the content we can pull for you. Mm Mm-hmm. We still plan on being back Sunday mornings. Yep,
0: our flagship. so come out and talk program. to you
1: guys. We'll be on Facebook. You can find us at Fantasy Beasts, and where to find them, the Football Podcast. We are also on Twitter. Yes, we are on Twitter. Um, but I did want to break down. We've we've touched on a couple things here. Um, one of one of the more interesting things we couldn't pick a better week. Obviously, this weekend is Super Bowl. Uh, this past week, we dealt with one of the bigger trades we've seen in the league in quite a while. Yeah, quite surprising. We're sitting here
0: watching a movie on our movie night, and all of a sudden, my brother goes, hey, do you guys hear about the Stafford trade? And we're like, uh, no. And then we immediately looked up our phones, updated our Twitter, and it was a pretty pretty big
1: blockbuster trade. Try saying that ten times twice. So, it's one of those cool things. We don't get to see a lot of change of the guard franchise quarterbacks. Um, another thing I will double down on, this is how I was very strong last year. I was not concerned by the Rams. The Rams did not scare me. Nope. I think i double back on that th- this year. The Rams gave up a King's ransom.
0: Yes, they did. There's
1: no denial there. Two firsts, a third, Jared Goff. However, this is going to kind of work for both teams here. Yeah, I mean, both teams got what they wanted. Not only that, The Rams have made it to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They made it with Jared Goff. Yep. Jared Goff didn't help them.
0: No, that was one of the most boring
1: Super Bowls of all time. Yes, Jared Goff struggled to score. Jared Goff continued to show that he was very anemic offensively. Um, Maybe it is, hey, he needs a change of pace. Because he could always put the points up, but he struggled when things mattered. So, Goff's going to go to Detroit. They get a little younger there. Stafford already had said he wanted out. The main thing is Detroit gets two first round picks out of this. Yes, that's huge. The Rams know they've got about a three year window for winning. Mm-hmm. They can't keep it up with these cap trades. Right, There are already forty million under the cap, so they're going to have to make moves to yeah. make this work. However, you have Robert Woods, you have Cooper Cup, you have Tyler Higby, you have Cam Akers on that offense. Yeah, that's a, they got they got the weapons. And now you're going to add Matt Stafford, who's always shown the glimmer of hope. He's always looked like, hey, that's a player I'd really like to have. I I like and I'm interested in what he can do. But he's never been given the time to shine in Detroit. Right.
0: I mean, they've tried to build around him. I mean, they've had Megatron. And when they had Megatron, no run game. They don't have Megatron. It's like. They can't find a balanced attack for him. I mean, even Dilder for
1: forever, they couldn't get a 100-yard rusher for the last, like, three years. And, I mean... They finally get a very good runner in DeAndre Swift. Yes. Kenny Gallon. I can't say healthy. Right. Um, and that's where it comes to being... Now they
0: have that rush attack,
1: and they're struggling the the, with the, the line gets banged up. Yep. The... I mean, Marvin Jones is a good player. I'm not going to go out on the women and say he's great. He's always been a very good complimentary, complimentary role receiver. Yeah, he's the number two guy. But... That's the other thing that comes into this now. This is where we want to sit here and we want to talk about this. Like, the the aspect of, okay, so now Detroit, you've got DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. you have on Johnson, yep, you have Adrian Peterson, if he returns. Mm-hmm. I feel like Peterson's out of that equation. Swift is going to see an influx of carries. Yes, he has to. However, how does Swift now respond if they start stacking the box? You, you don't probably respect Goff as much right? as you would respect Stafford's arm. You're also not going to respect if Marvin Jones is your number one receiver. Kenny Galladay's contract's up this offseason. Yes. It's going to be a real hell of a time talking Kenny Galladay into going, yeah, you know what, I'll pro- I- I'll stay. I'll stick around Detroit. Okay, Kenny, who's throwing you the pass? Yeah. Uh... It's one of those things where that's something to watch. Who who ends up in Detroit? Right. Who is catching passes from Jared Goff and TJ Hawkinson?
0: That's it. Yeah, I mean, money does talk. But at the same time, sometimes these players get so disgruntled they're just they're just over it and they just want to move on and see some fresh face. You know, Deshaun Watson. Yep, Deshaun Watson. Um, I mean, even Matt Stafford.
1: Yeah, and so like that is that's where we get to have a fun breakdown here. We get to discuss. Is Galladay the guy? Is he staying? Is Goff going to have anybody that can do anything there with him? Um, Is is Hawkinson going to have the year he had this year?
0: And I I don't know if maybe they're saying, because obviously Goff is not the same quarterback Stafford is. I'm wondering if Detroit's kind of like, hey, we're going to downgrade a quarterback and maybe try to build a little bit more around maybe our defense, or maybe get a few more weapons and try to have him manage the game and just kind of do what he did in um, Los Angeles. Because overall, like, when he was on that Super Bowl run, he's just managing games. That defense was hot, and they are scoring a lot of points on offense and got him that Super Bowl, but obviously couldn't take over that game because he's not 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 the
1: dominant. Yes. For the amount of first-round picks that they gave up to go up to get him. And the amount they gave away to get rid of yep. him, it's it's mind-blowing. That's another one of those poor management scenarios. Um however, you now look at the Rams side of this. Yep. It's a win now situation. It's a win now situation, but it also makes Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, who've mm-hmm. always been the perennial wide receiver two in fantasy. Yeah. They're your Thirteen to twenty-four, maybe thirteen to twenty-six in, in or like your in your league, like a second tier. Yeah, receiver. it's your second-tier receiver that you know you're gonna be able to snag in the fourth, fifth round. Do they become a third rounder? Are they a high-end wide receiver too now? Because they have that quarterback who can get in the ball. It's it's quite a possibility, and um,
0: I would say that I think Cup probably has a little bit more chance than Robert Woods. I don't. I have no hate on Robert Woods. I'm a big Robert Woods fan. Bob Woods, baby. But I just think Cooper Cup is going to have a better season next year because of Matt Stafford. I think um, that Cooper Cup is with how well the dynamic dynamic. Yes, with while, how well he did with Goff at quarterback, and now you get Stafford, a little bit of an upgrade. I think he's going to have a solid season. I
1: think the thing that benefits him though is I feel like, and, and I could be completely outstopping this. I feel like Matt Stafford's ever also had a very good possession receiver, right? And that's where Robert Woods is going to shine. I think they both do have a better years. Um, I I agree with you. I think Cup has the ability to really go to that next mm-hmm. level.
0: We've kind of seen what Robert Woods is. Robert
1: Woods is Robert Woods. He's not probably going to not change. But it wouldn't shock me to see Robert Woods at a hundred yard or yeah. hundred catches next year yeah. either. Um, but again, this directly now impacts um Tyler Higbee. Higby's going to see an increased amount Mm -hmm. of passes, especially going to free agency when Gerald Everett potentially leaves. Yeah, They're already out of money. Everett's projected around 7.3 on the cap hit. Um, If he signs and it's not an issue with, okay, everybody in the league needs to get money, which is potential, Mm -hmm. but Everett leaves, that that gives targets to Higby. That gives targets to, I believe, Bryson Hopkins, and I'm going to double-check that right now. But the Rams got a very good tight end last year um, and Bryson Hopkins. He was a guy who was expected to be a fourth, fifth-round guy. He did go fourth round, and he's got all the talent in the world. He, he played out of Purdue. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a kid who I was very high on out of the draft last yeah. year. He kind of redshirted this year. That's one of those mm-hmm. names, though. If they let Everett walk, Hopkins becomes a deal here. Hopkins becomes yeah. somebody where tight ends usually take a year or two to develop anyways, okay, does Bryson Hopkins really start seeing targets Does yeah. he develop into the next big deal?
0: And for the longest time, I mean, other than Hawkinson, Stafford's not used to having that top tight end type of position. No,
1: everybody that they've drafted has been a bust. I mean, Pettigrew, Ebron. Ebron.
0: Ebron's a little bit better in Pittsburgh, but still the same player. We'll touch on that, obviously, in fantasy <sighs> football. But, yeah, just it's going to be awesome that he's going to finally have the pieces on offense, and it's going to be—I think it's going to be a fun offense to watch. And McVay's that um, McVay's that, a strong defensive yeah, coach too. He's a—he's a strong defensive coach, but he's that offensive genius. Everyone loves him to be. He's that smart offensive guy. He remembers all the plays that he calls in games, which is insane. And um, I think the Rams are also better defensively than the Detroit Lions. And Stafford's finally going to have a defense he can rely on and. He's going to score points, and I think that Rams team is going to be dangerous this next couple seasons. I think he's what, 32? 33. 33? 33. So, first
1: overall pick in 09, I believe, or 08?
0: Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks can play till they're 40, but let's say he plays the next three seasons. He's 36. They have a three season window to get that Super Bowl yes. first effort.
1: And even so, that. So obviously, we don't want to predict too far in the future, but even if the three three year window comes up, let's say the Rams are still in a lot of cap, hit, cap issues. What's stopping them from just letting him walk kind of like Philip Rivers just did? Right. Mid-30s, he, he's got game. Yeah, he took a lot of hits in, in Detroit, and obviously we'll see how that pans out. But there's there's enough options out there to be able to really let us settle this in, see how that goes. And, I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, guys. We've got the Deshaun Watson saga. Yeah, that's going to play out. That'll be playing out as we start
0: really rolling with this. And their GM's kind of like, "Oh, he's he's a Houston Texan," and I'm fi- sit- sitting here thinking, "Yeah, he's your quarterback contractually. He if they if he go, wants to retire, he can retire. Yeah, could go into the season saying, hey, 'Hey, I'm retiring. We're done,' or find me. I got. I don't care. Find yeah. me. I will sit out the
1: season." The the most I there was a good breakdown of what the the Texans can do, and it's. Not gonna be all that much. And if you're, if I'm
0: that new GM, and you're sitting here, and I've got a player who's a franchise quarterback that just does not want to play, he doesn't want anything to do with it. Why do you want that in your locker room? Why do you want a player that doesn't want to be there? You can get a multitude of picks for a guy that doesn't want to be there, and ultimately you went what four and twelve? Yeah,
1: four with 12. with with a franchise quarterback. Four and twelve, you gave up your franchise wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins last year. Right. Will Fuller, who is still gonna be suspended once mm-hmm. he comes back, um, is entering free agency. I don't think he's gonna have any reason to wanna come mm-hmm. back. You have Brendan Cooks, you yep. have an aging David Johnson. That is the least attractive job in the league. Yep. And I mean if, if like let's say that this trade with New
0: York goes out, you gotta think Sam Darnold's gonna be part of that package. Darnold could be part of that package. I mean, if it's Miami, Tua is going to be part of that package. They're going to get a quarterback in return. If not, they get that second to five. I think uh, the Dolphins are the fourth or fifth pick or something. Yes, uh,
1: Miami is five, and that is the Houston pick. So you
0: could potentially get a franchise quarterback within that pick. Or let's say you get Tua or Sam Darnold. Now you can get a premier receiver, something you were missing. You uh, ultimately look like a genius because you traded away a guy who doesn't want to be there, and you're getting a multitude of the picks back, building the team what what you want it to be.
1: And I guess that's that's where the thing is, is how greedy are they going to get? Because if if they're saying, hey, we need at least two first, two second... Uh, the, the rumor this week... Was, I heard three first-round picks. I most recently saw two firsts, two seconds, mm-hmm. a third, and two... Young starting defensive pieces. They want seven pieces back for him. They did say that this trade,
0: whatever it is, is going to be the biggest trade in history.
1: Probably. Most likely. But that's the thing. So, like, if if you're the Jets, can you swing? I almost like really, If I'm the Jets, I'm trying to be stingy, and I'm trying to go Darnold, the second pick they have this year another first round pick next year do they go with Quinn and Williams you know yeah
0: i, I mean think I pronounced that it right
1: yes i i mean that's the thing so is it is it is it Quinn Williams Sam Darnold your second pick in the first round this year yep whatever it is you're giving up a lot to get a franchise guy you, that's the thing so like, it's going to be interesting i feel like that's probably the route they're going to go and everyone's going to say oh they it's such a trade
0: uh like it, it's such a, a like a one sided deal, but sometimes it's not. You look at the Stefan Diggs uh trade. Yeah, we gave up the Bills gave up. A it doesn't happen pick. often, but right. Gave up a first round pick, but both teams are happy and Stefan Diggs ends up being a one or first overall pick for us. So a first yeah. round pick, I'm sorry. Exactly.
1: Um and like that's the thing, guys. We're we are we wanna be here to break down obviously as we see all this coming. Your future NFL draft prospects march we we are gonna dive nose first yep. in to free agency when that hits mm-hmm. and then right back to the draft we'll cover yep. the draft we will be covering the draft throughout draft weekend mm-hmm. um we We're- will not have a live show on the Thursday night we will be live on the airs on the Friday night yep um and maybe some of Saturday morning we've that's still TBD yeah
0: it's a It's It's just hiring week. Yeah, it's just us two. We don't have, like, a multitude. Well,
1: I'm sure we'll get some help for draft. We haven't addressed that yet. I'm sure I can bring a couple of my guys back. Um, We still work (laughs) full-time. Yeah, but, yeah, for working 40 hours a week, and we are on this show. Gary's got another show coming out. I'm on another show. We both do Spread Those Wings Chicken Wing podcast. Yeah, check us out. And we're still going to drive ourselves absolutely nuts making sure we can get the most up-to-date good content for you guys to share. Mm-hmm. Um our defining moment knowing that we will be doing well is when we hear from you guys, "Hey, thanks a lot. You know, this move, this this to hearing you guys talk about this, this will help me win my league. Yep. This won me money." That's what we're here for. We don't want to be <clears> that we told you guys, we don't want to be the guys pounding the table and telling you, "Hey, you have to listen to me." Right. We want to earn you guys we want to earn your ears. We want you guys to go. And, you know they actually know what they're doing. I want to keep listening to these guys,
0: right? And I mean, we've had people say, "Hey," uh, on, a, on our live shows, like, "Hey, we we're gonna miss you on the live shows after we said we were leaving." And um, it's kind of like cool to hear that we're appreciated for our our live shows and our fantasy talk. It's nice to hear that people want to listen to us.
1: Gary, would you say you've been doing fantasy football
0: for almost
1: seven years, probably?
0: Yeah, seven years, uh, probably, I haven't, I've been doing it competitively, I would say, for like four, so, maybe?
1: So, even, okay, if we're, if we're going to go off competitive, you've done done about four, um, I mean, between the two of us, Gary's 24, I'm 29. nine. have been doing it since high school, early high school, probably. So, you might even have been doing it five or six years. But ultimately, you a 29-year-old, a 24-year-old, and we've got probably close to 20-plus years of, of competitive fantasy aspect behind us, man. I've been doing this since 2002. Um, God, I feel old when I say that. <laughs> um, I've been gambling at 11 years old and brought up in this thing. It's been a bond in my family. It's been a way of making a ton of friendships. Mm-hmm. I mean, Frank D. Yeah, our Frankie. buddy, our buddy Frank, who I also popped to the show on occasion, he is a guy who I met him in our, in my league, and now we're good friends. Like, like fantasy is a, a great outlet; it allows you to learn, become friends with people, but it also it just it strengthens you, makes you smarter. And we're here to hopefully help make you guys smarter this year. Yeah. Um, so without really droning on too long, we thank you for listening to the debut episode, Gary. Do you have anything else you want to add?
0: Uh, no, just uh. Like obviously we talked about our other shows. Uh, if you want to check those out, check them out. Uh, we're gonna be dropping some more shows soon. Um, we're we're here to have fun. We're here to. We're not here to talk down to anybody. Anybody who's got different opinions, we'll talk it out. We will explain our point of view. Listen to your point of view, but ultimately your point of view is your point of view. We won't be uh, we won't argue about it. We'll just talk and like like gentlemen. Yes. And, uh, everyone who's listening so far, we appreciate the support and hopefully. When we start diving into uh, Super Bowl recap, uh, eventually. Running to draft. Running to draft, which is, oh my gosh, my favorite time of
1: year. I'm a draft freak. Carrie and I have a futon set up, a white screen with a projector, and we are ready to break down some real footage here. Yeah, we're going to break down some film, watch
0: these prospects, and formulate our own not Mel
1: Kuyper's top
0: ten. We're going to watch highlights and... Even try to look up some low lights to see why they're why these people think the way they do about this prospect.
1: Absolutely. No. Um, so yeah, I will cover back here. We we do we thank you guys for listening in. We look forward to continually speaking with you guys mm-hmm. weekly, twice a week, hopefully. And we look forward to being able to bring you guys intelligent, well-thought-out football content. So, without further ado. You keep looking for those fantasy bees, guys, and we'll show you where to find them.